Good morning, Ross. How are you doing today? Well, I am so fabulous. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Man, you have been on the red carpet with so many different people throughout the years. And now today, you are the red carpet. You are the reason why we're all gathering together to hear your story. Because if you don't share your story, we're just going to write it for you. Uh, oh God, please make me even thinner in, in the story if you write it. Please make me reach my goal weight. <laughs> Have you always been this creative? Because I mean, as a young child, they called me show off. And I was like, I didn't understand that, but it was always a performance. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a compliment, right, to you, because it means you're creative. It means you are like a natural storyteller. I've always been creative. I mean, I always think like at the end of the day, unless I have something that I point to and say, look what I contributed to, that it was a wasted day, you know? So, I, I mean, whether that is like a little story or a joke that I wrote down or an episode of, you know, the Drew Barrymore show, yeah. which I do every day, or RuPaul's Drag Race, or now this tour that I'm taking out all over the country, it's I really just want to create something. I want to leave something here. I think it's fantastic that you're doing it tour because you know what we have all been followers of you now we physically get to be in your presence and i mean it's 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 so many people i bet you're gonna see people crying out there Listen, here, you say you're in my presence. No, the real truth is I get to be in everybody's presence. That is the absolute truth, especially after what we've been through the past yeah. few years. I miss it so much. I miss being on the road. I miss the live uh, crowd. There's nothing like going into a theater with a room of people who have chosen to come out to see you, who paid, you know, bought a ticket, come to dinner, decided to put on their little outfit, right, to be there and, and shift that energy, take them on a journey. I know it sounds so cheesy, but there's literally – nothing like it so when i had this summer free you know we're, we're in between seasons on the drew barrymore show we come back for season four in september i thought what do i want to do i want to go out there again i have missed you and i'm coming back <laughs> to be with drew barrymore we're talking about one of the most down-to-earth just loving people she cares for everybody and then you and then you get to be part of that mix i mean this really is what it's all about when it comes to that thing i get to do at four o'clock in the afternoon in charlotte you know, it's true. It's about connection, right? And yes. she, okay, so okay, let's just talk a little tea, you and me. She's Drew Barrymore, right? <laughs> so you're like you, like, you're aware of that when you meet her. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't know her before we started the show. I just came in for a day, and remember, it was when she started the show in the middle of a pandemic. It was yes. October of or September 2020. I came in October 2020. There's no audience, um, and I went in there for a day, and it was like we looked at each other and we realized we both needed each other, and the friendship that formed in that pressure cooker is unbreakable i love her so much and she's even better in real life and i'll tell you as soon as you're around her maybe like 30 seconds in you forget that she's drew barrymore yeah. because she's so down to earth and so real and so generous but then i will say every once in a while arrow you're like oh my god that's Drew Barrymore. <laughs> you're like you remember because she's iconic you know you know you, you talk about what happened during the lockdown because uh, she became a part of our binge watch and and now even today my wife and i when it's drew time we actually stop what we're doing go watch drew because it became such a daily thing for us during that lockdown it was a moment of uncertainty and she gave us that place where we could escape well, you know, she was also real about it. She always says our show is a bright spot, not a blind spot. You know, we're very aware of what's going on in the outside world, but we choose to sort of curate a specific energy in our show. And it's not because we have our head in the sand, but it's like because there are amazing stories out there. There are fascinating people and there's good stuff happening, too. And we laugh. I mean, God, do you remember fun? It's, it seems like a while ago that we had fun. And our show has just tried to bring that every single day. And, it, you know, in the beginning, it, it was tough because it was such an unprecedented time but it makes me so happy Arrow, to know that you and your wife you found us because i feel like the audience has 
found us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, more than found us, you, you you are part of our life. That's the thing about it. Oh, and then and then it creates right. water cooler conversation that we share with other people. And thank God for 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 streaming because people can go back and watch it. Oh my gosh, yeah. And you know where we're huge, like on the TikTok and the Insta. I don't really know how to use TikTok, but on all of it, that's a lot of people who don't even have cable get our, our show that way. And um, it, it's it is a water cooler because we're having the conversations that you guys are having. We're obsessing over the latest movie. Um, we're having the biggest stars come by. I mean, we're, and we're doing fun things with them. Drew yeah. has these in depth conversations. You've seen where she gets like on the floor, sits in their laps, and yes. really gets in their faces. Yes. And then I'll come out and we'll be like, okay, let's, uh, Michelle Obama, you hate beets. Well, we're going to play a game. And if you lose, you have to eat a plate of beets. You know, <laughs> we have so much fun with these humongous stars. You know, you know, what's so funny about that though, Ross, is that that's the stuff that they only kept for the late night people, the people, you know, those, those stars at, at 1130 at night, but you guys are getting to play nighttime television in the daytime. You know what? You're so, you are so astute. You're, you pay attention so well because that's exactly the intent is we kind of thought like, why can't we be having this kind of fun with people in daytime? You know, I think Ellen did a great job of that when she would have people kind of out of their comfort zone and having fun and, and a laugh. And, and it would be these surprise, real moments, real reactions from people. And our show is so positive and we would never put anyone in like a light that made them uncomfortable, but out of their comfort zone, we'll do. <laughs> How did you become such a chance taker? Because I mean, you are into creating moments. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I'm not good at much, you know, <laughs> it's like I, I cannot install wallpaper. If your car is broken, I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to call a mechanic. Right. But I, I do know how to like contribute and how to shift energy and how to make people smile. It's my one superpower. And um, I just have lucked out that I have managed to turn that gift. My mom always called it a gift because yeah. we would go to the bank, the bank and I would know every bank teller by name and I would know who their husband was and I would know, you know, I would know everything. And so my superpower is connecting with people like that. And so I managed just to turn it into a career starting on The Tonight Show over 20 years yes. ago and then all, all the red carpets, Chelsea Lately, RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, I get to be a judge and producer on that show. And now the Drew Barrymore show every day. <laughs> I study Native American spirituality and you would be a medicine man. They you would be the one that the medicine man would go and find and train them to help heal other people. Oh, yeah. Just just make sure I can't prescribe antibiotics because I, <laughs> I, I would get confused. But I could do I could absolutely do a like a, a visit. You know, I mean, I think that's what I do. The, the, the majority of letters I get from people, emails yep. are people who are, who are going through tough things. And I know a few things about tough things. I've lost both my parents. I've had really, you know, hard, hard things happen. And I understand it. You know, sometimes you see something that takes you out of your own pain that sort of like shifts your energy and gives you a smile that is that is my purpose let's let's talk about that for a moment because you are about getting real this this was my first year without my mother and i so i've lost both of my parents too but the the thing about it is russ i want to ask you i feel their presence more now than i did when they were here did did you feel the same I wouldn't say more, but I definitely feel differently. It's yeah, a different yeah. sort of intent intensity of their 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 spirit, I guess, because yeah. I, and who knows? We don't know really know what happens next, but you know, the memory, the memories that ones we choose to like sort of like have linger, um those are so, I cherish those, yeah. you know? And then there are certainly things that happen. I mean, I'm friends with Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium who is so good at what she yes. does. And I have a few medium friends that are, you know, um, are, are phenomenal. Sharmar Golis is one too, and yeah. and there there are those sort of validation things that that come, and 
I don't know. I think if you pay attention, something's happening. Some whatever religion you prescribe to, whatever, it all sort of lends itself really to an afterlife. There's something there. The the soul is somewhere. And I'm so sorry to hear about your mom, but I'm so happy to hear that you you feel her still. Oh man, her ashes are right here in the studio to my left. I'm actually touching them now. She's with me every single moment. Oh God, I love that you're so close to her. I I am I am as well. So when you host a podcast, you know that's a different lifestyle because when you're on television, you get you know you're seen. You have to you have to be a certain person, wear a certain thing. But in the world of podcasting, you kind of get to hide in your jammies. What 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 what, what do you do during your podcast moments? Oh my god! So we I do a lot of video with my podcast. There's no pajamas. Um, I like I like to get dressed up anyway. Um, but you know why I love podcasts is because it does feel like the wild wild west of broadcasting. Yep. There are there are no rules. There's no wrong way to do it. There's um, I think feel like everybody's welcome in a way. TV, radio. Sometimes you have to really prove yourself to get to a point. But with podcasts, anybody who has a microphone and a computer and a Wi-Fi signal can start to express themselves and maybe catch fire and become the next thing. I think it just, it really evens the playing field. And I love that however you do podcasts is the way to do podcasts for you. Well, I got to tell you one thing. It's because of you and what you've done on on The Tonight Show and stuff where you would go out and do live shots that I take my podcast out into the community. Like last week, mm. I was I was at the premiere of, of uh, the new uh, Little Mermaid. And, and it's like, yeah, sure, it's noisy. But you know what? Ross was in a place where it was noisy, too. I'm going to be just like Ross because I'm going to take people somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think people don't need perfection. Perfection is boring. Yeah. I think people, you know, in television, we say shoot it dirty. That's when like you kind of see the crew, you grab the camera and you shoot something, you see the sound guy with the boom mic and you, and isn't that the most riveting kind of television yeah. where it feels really like in the moment and raw and anything could happen. So I love that you're doing that because just as a producer, I, you know, screw producer as a viewer, as a consumer of media, I, I love that. Yeah. Now on the new tour, you, you get real interactive with the audience. Does that not, do you live off that little edge of fear or do you go, come on, bring it on because I've got something for everyone. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so much better because, you know, I, I, listen, I think stand-up comedy is, is a very specific skill set, you know, and then I have been doing it now for over 20 years. So I can memorize my set and I can go out there. But I also, between you and me, like, I don't really have an interest in saying the same thing over and over exactly. and over again. And so, yeah, I mean, but I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, and I do have a set that I like to play with and do, but my favorite thing is when I'm distracted by someone in the audience, not like heckling, but I see something mm -hmm. and I find a moment and then I bring them in and then I sort of tailor the show to them. And then there's part of my live show with I Got You Girl, which I'm taking all over the country where I'm kind of done doing my stuff and I go out into the audience. We play games, nothing's nice. off limits. We have so much fun and you know, some of the most amazing things that happen on stage are because of the people out there. And it's like we started talking about at the beginning of this. Uh, it's not about, you know, the people in my presence. I get to be in your presence, in their presence. And, and people amaze me every single day. Not to be total cheese fest, but they really do. Oh, my God. I'm so with you on that because during the lockdown, I needed to be with people so bad that I actually took up a job at a grocery store. And people go, you, you don't have to work here anymore. I go, I know, but I don't want to leave the people. I love being with these people. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's why the Internet's so funny, too. I mean, some of the stuff you see on the Internet is funnier than you'd ever see on any late night show because people are hilarious. <laughs> It is. It is. So now one of the things that, that you're that you do and your energy and the way you connect people, why aren't you hosting a game show? What What is going on here? 
it's so funny you say that because that's I always wanted to be a talk show host, you know, and now I am. I get to sit next to Drew Barrymore every day. So it's kind of you think, what what's the next thing you want to do? Game show is number one on my list. I love real people. I love giveaway. I and the, the whole idea of a game show is for someone from Carolina, one of the Carolinas or wherever to come and be on and have a life changing moment, yep. a, a roll of the dice that where they could win a chunk of change that totally, truly changes their life. Now, I know Arrow, I know a thing or two about an opportunity to change your life. You know, I was on The Tonight Show plucked from complete obscurity. Yeah. I know what that can do for you. I want to do that. I want to have fun with people. I want to be the ringmaster and I want to change some lives out there. God, see, I love where your heart is because you are about people. No, totally. You have to have an intention. I think you do, you know, and and if you see it, everything I've done has, you know, of course, you know, I'm a little wackadoodle and we have fun and stuff. But if you really look at it, there is such an intention through. It started on The Tonight Show when I looked at that camera and they said, are you nervous? And I just I pretended like I was talking to my best friend, mm-hmm. Taya, you know, and it's like if I can just bring people on this journey with me and try to, like, make them happy, that is my through line. And you look at everything I do. That's totally my intention. You're so right about that, because when, when I go to voice classes and things like that, they'll go, who are you talking with? What's her name? Mm-hmm. How many kids do does she have okay now mm. what kind of a car does she have what is she drinking tonight to to let things go and so you envision that purpose and all of a sudden you walk the walk oh totally it makes it it makes it human you know it's god it's so it's just the connection um and it's i mean it's, seriously i sound do i sound cheese fast do i sound like a motivational speaker <laughs> i don't mean to be it is not cheesy to want to connect with people and to have a purpose but it it really is i mean you know, it's a business, it's show business is tough, all of this, all of that. But I think that's why maybe I'm coming back to going out on the road. Yeah. Because because I can control it. There are no network executives telling me they're not, net, you know, uh, focus grouping what I'm saying. It's me reading the room. See, that's natural talent. I mean, now if we can only do that with music where we can get songs on the radio and, and just, you know, just allow that to happen. Because when, when you allow you to be you, oh, my God, people are moved. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, I just kicked off the tour in on Long Island um, last week. Wow, what an yep. experience it was. it was! It was even better than I, I had hoped. You know, I just I sat in my office. I wrote this. It's weird when you're writing material and you just like look against the wall and think, I think that's funny. I think <laughs> that's what I want to say. You know, but then when you t- put it up on its feet, it is so rewarding. And um, I cannot wait to just keep going across the country and doing this. That that is my goal is to. You have the Drew Barrymore show and then on weekends go out. Jay Leno did that. Yep. You know, every weekend he'd go out. And I think I think he always had his finger on the pulse of America because he did that. I think that's why he would one of the reasons he was so good at what he did. Well, see, isn't that the, the golden rule? Go sit with the people so that you know the people. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wish I wish more politicians would go do that because <laughs> I, because like I keep saying the people out there are so they're not just funny, but they're so smart and they're so real. And like they will just tell you the absolute truth. And, and it's invaluable getting that one on one experience with them. So when are you going to get into the Television Hall of Fame? Right. I mean, hello. Why am I not in yet? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know, I I really can I tell you something, Errol? I don't even think I've done what I'm going to do yet. Right. Is that weird to say? To no, say? I totally get I mean, that. I'm, yeah, 22 years in, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I think the biggest thing is still waiting for me. Yep, yep. You got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, Mr. Ross. Thank you so much. Listen, it is a complete joy era, and I cannot wait to talk to you again. And I'm going to bring my live show, I Got Your Girl, to the Carolinas. That's a promise. Please do, please do, because I'll see you. You'll probably be over there at the Night Theater, which I can't wait to see you in. 
Okay, great. I promise you, when I go, you better be front row. I'll, I, get, I'll, <laughs> I'll hook you up. Right. You'd be brilliant today, okay? Okay, thanks so much, you guys.